I think sometimes people get too short-sighted trying to make, you know, make this much money off this deal and they may burn bridges with people versus recognizing if you're in it for the long term, you want as many positive quality relationships as possible. This is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, what is going on, fellow House Flippers? Hope you guys have all had an incredible week. I'm super pumped for our guest today. Randy Lawrence is one of the most um, incredible, genuine people I know. His story is absolutely amazing. To be honest, I don't even know all the details of it. So this interview is going to be wild because I'm going to get to know him better as well. We're a part of a uh, high-end mastermind group together. And I've just seen this guy for you know the past uh, year almost at, at these meetings and just such a genuine great person and an incredible investor as well. But it's it's the man behind the investor that that I truly have have grown to love over this past year. So very happy to have you, Randy. How are things going with you, my friend? Awesome, my brother Justin. Hey, it's great to be on the show with you. It's great to see you. Uh, things are just you know we're we're kicking butt, man. Things are going great. Uh, family's doing awesome. You know, praise God, all things are well, man. So it's exciting. Very cool. So Randy actually just came out with a new podcast. I love the title. I know we're going to kind of mention this at the end, but the, the real estate, wait, the real estate preacher, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The real estate preacher, man. I'm bringing forth the, the good news, you know, sharing with people how to make money in real estate, how to transform their life. And just, you know, that's really been a, uh, my life has been changed through that whole process, both, uh, you know, uh, financially and also, too, I would say spiritually and mentally, too. Love that. So we'll talk about it a little bit more at the end. And yeah. Randy is going to dive into, during this interview, I really want to hear more about your story because it, it's an incredibly inspirational one to hear where you came from and some of the yeah. things you went through and how you turned your life around and how you changed some things. Yeah. And then also, we're going to dig into, I know you're killing it in your real estate business right sure. now. Yeah, so absolutely. We want, we want the goods there as well. Are you okay. good? We're gonna, All right, brother. There nope. is. No, no, holding nothing back. Yeah, um, let's do it. That's how we do it here on House of HQ. So, okay, so let's talk about that backstory. Yeah, so my background, I was, uh, you know, broken home, divorced, uh, you know, back uh, family at probably four years old. Probably by the time I was like in middle school, kind of got in with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong thing, looking for that connection, got involved with drugs and all like that. Uh, That probably carried forward on from eighth grade all the way up through 27. I mean, so in an extended period of time. uh, During that same time, though, I still, you know, I finished high school, went on to college, got a degree in economics and finance, and but yet still kind of live in this double life, so to speak. And it was really probably at 27 that I kind of, for the first time, really made a self-evaluation like, you know, where am I at in my life? Am I really satisfied with the results of where I'm at? And in an honest way, for the first time, I looked at it and said, no, I wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't satisfying. And uh, I read a book by uh, Norm Miller, chairman of Interstate Batteries, Interstate Racing, called Beyond the Norm. And in that book, it talked about some, some similar parallels in his life to mine, yet with alcohol in his life. And he ultimately, in the course of that book, really gave his life to God. Uh, His wife was a born-again Christian, and he, for the first time, probably believed that Christ was the solution. And uh, it didn't talk about how the the company just went on to meteoric 
worldwide success. And that was probably the first time in my life that I thought, you know what, maybe that there's something bigger than me out there. And uh, so it was that time at age 27, I kind of reached my hand out and I said, God, if you're real, I mean, I wasn't even really sure, you know, like if you're real and this is true, come into my life, come into my heart, show me the direction you want me to go. And it was just like, I mean, instantaneously, this giant weight was lifted off my shirt and these, this burden I'd been carrying for so long was removed. And, uh, you know, God at that time, I, th- I think without question, probably brought two or three key men in my life right about right after that, that then became mentors to my life. And it was a pretty miraculous situation because it was about a 180 degree turn from, you know, at 16, I was arrested for trafficking cocaine. I mean, it was that bad. Wow. Uh, and so it was, you know, it, some people you'll hear say, well, if it wasn't for, you know, God, it came into my life, I'd be jail or dead. And, and that's really probably true for me. Uh, and so at 27, you know, uh, really made that decision. I sensed his presence in my life and knew that there was something better for my life. Made that decision to, you know, like, hey, I don't know all the answers, but I'm going to follow this direction. And, you know, God began to, to really step by step uh, open up the doors of opportunity Um I met the one guy at church. I started going to a church down the road from my house. Uh, another guy I met who was a coach and a pastor. I was in the financial business at the time and met him in that arena. And I sat down to talking about financial stuff. And he just started talking into my life like he'd been following me around for the last month. Totally freaked me out, you know. And he said, you know what? I really believe God's brought you here for me to mentor you, son. And, uh, I just knew at that moment, it's like, there's no way this guy that I just met in this financial arena who's unpacking my, you know, what I've been doing for the last month, you know, so I just, again, that was just another really divine moment that God brought him into my life. And so with those guys' help and then really with, with, with God's help, those steps begin to unfold that, you know, uh, I started to leave behind the old life and take hold of uh, really the new life that God had for me. So uh, you know, it wasn't an easy process, but over the probably the course of a year's time, I got rid of all the old friends. You see, a lot of times you, people surround themselves with the wrong people yep. and expect right results. And for me, I had the wrong people around me. Absolutely. You know? So that, that that's incredible, Randy. I mean, just the, the way you were from a young age, the challenges that you went through, the struggles being 16, I mean, putting jail at, at the yeah. age of 16 for yeah. trafficking drugs and then 27 changing your life yeah. completely and I, I love that because i think so many people whether it's spiritual or business or personal or fitness whatever it might be so many people by that age oh 20 oh i'm, I'm too old to change i'm the way i am yeah and you're just such an incredible example of changing uh in in m- multiple different areas in your life Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that I would say to the folks that are listening, like it's never too late. I mean, all things are possible, whether you're 27, 47, you know, whatever that is. And it's right there. Like you said, if people get into this mindset and say, oh, you know, it's just too late for me. And it's not. I mean, whether it's like you said, in a spiritual sense, mentally, or even like, hey, I want to get involved in real estate investing. It's never too late. Even if you're 60, it's like, bam, you can still pull the trigger, make the decision that I'm going to change my life. And with God's help, it's possible. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I couldn't uh, agree more. So 27 is when you started to kind of turn things around. Yeah. When, how much, how soon after that did you start to get into real estate? 
It was probably about, uh, you know, uh, three years later, roughly speaking, I bought my first duplex. And I was still in the financial business at the time, but I bought a duplex, lived in one side, rented the other side out, uh, got married from a, a girl that we became friends with at church. You know, we lived in the one side, rented the other side out. Uh, and then it was probably in 2003, which was about five years after I bought, or excuse me, three years after I bought the first duplex, that I really sensed, you know, that this was a different direction. The financial business, I was a stockbroker, money manager, and all like that. And uh, I just sensed God was directing me into real estate. It was a passion that I had from when I was younger. And so in 2003, I bought my first uh, seven-unit uh, multi-family uh, building. It looked like, if you if you leaned on it too heavy, it looked like it was going to fall down. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, so I wouldn't advise your first rehab being a seven-unit uh, disastrous uh, mini apartment complex. It was pretty. I made every mistake you could possibly make. I love it. But that was the first one I bought, and uh, and then from there we went on and, and started buying uh, other multifamilies, and then probably in 2005 started doing single-family homes. Uh, you know, more on the fix and flip model. The other ones we were fixing, renovating, and keeping. Uh, and then 2005 really started focusing on uh, fix and flip for profit. So did that go well for a few years and did you crash and burn or what happened? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Like, so like we accumulated probably close to 5 million in rental portfolio here in Florida, which was really, wow. unfortunately, a very bad time yeah. to accumulate that because, you know, 2005, 2006, it was okay. 2006, it started to soften. Yeah. Seven and eight, it was kind of a sliding scale down. You're trying to catch a knife. You know, you buy a house in a neighborhood. By the time you got it finished to sell for 100, the neighborhood was down to 90. Always. So it was just really getting tough. And in 2008, everything just fell off the cliff. And, you know, so at that point, it was really probably about a three-year, two-year battle from seven, eight, nine, and 10 trying to get all that stuff worked out. I mean, I had guys that I'd worked with for probably 10 years, you know, commercial loans. They reset the loan triggers, forcing projects into negative cash flow. And, you know, it was just a bad time here in Florida. Ultimately, I ended up getting just completely wiped out, uh, you know, through that overall crash. All of our rental properties, virtually speaking, uh, got wiped out, you know, even that original one. Uh, and so, but, you know, I would say this, out of that, and it was realistically like a three-year battle to work through all the problems that we had. But it was in that that it was kind of like a refiner's fire that, you know, was teaching me how to become more strategic. It was teaching me how to do certain things better, how to look at the market in a more strategic way. It was teaching me from the mistakes I made, um, you know, and also, you know, how to be better prepared. So, it was out of that that really we birthed a short sale company starting to go with the flow of the market. Okay. Uh, and, you know, got rid of all the rentals down to maybe 10 houses or something like that. Uh, quit doing the renovations at that time because the market was just still such in a free fall. So we focused on the short sales, built a large short sale company, helped hundreds and hundreds of people get out from their mortgages. And, of course, we were able to then buy the house and turn around and sell it and make a profit that way and helping them. I love, I mean, because it's interesting. I just got done writing this blog post um, for, you know, John Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire, and it hasn't been published yet. Well, maybe it will be by the time this, nah, no, it won't be yet. So, yeah. but I kind of went through and like rewrote like my my whole entrepreneurial life, right? 
Yeah. And it's interesting the ups and downs that I've had, but every single time after I dug in my hills or my wife and I dug in our hills after a downturn, yeah. the explosion was incredible. So far uh, superseded any of the struggle that we had had, any, any of the success we had previously had. And yeah. it's so amazing to hear you kind of talking all these same things. I mean, a lot of experiences you've gone through that would put somebody out like forever, right? Mm-hmm. Both in yeah. life and in real estate. And you dug in, you dug your hills in yeah. and you kept pushing forward. You didn't come up. My wife has always saying that there's two kinds of people, right? Yeah. There's one group of people that figures out um, like how to make things happen. And there's another group that's always figuring out excuses of why things can't happen. Yeah. And, and you just dug in. And even though you had these struggles, you kept pushing forward. And I could see that's why you're, you're where you're at today. Yeah. Well, that's what I love too about you. And I know as we've become good friends, it's like that, that kindred spirit. It's like, you know, that's the truth is like, as you dig in, make the decision to go forward. And just like you said, you're not choosing an alternative. It's like, I'm going to go this way. We're going to do it. And the result is it's like the, the forces of the universe. I would say God as well marshals in behind that. Yep. And, you know, like you said, the, the, the level of success that's created is even far greater than the pain or the challenges and the difficulty that you went through. And unfortunately, like you said, too, so many people, they choose to just say, well, it's not going to go that way or they accept that. And, and for me, as soon as you said that, I could I could totally vision in 2008 at its worst of the worst. Yep. I could visualize this crystalline moment where I'm like, you know what? I am just not going to let this destroy me. I'm going to go forward with God's help. My wife and I are going to figure this out. And boom. I mean, this, the other side of the success that we've achieved with God's help has just been phenomenal. I, mean, I, I love that. Yesterday I was at the gym listening to the 10X role with Grant Cardone. Yeah. And he talks about, and we talked about this with the mastermind group, right? But yep. he talks about how you have to make success not an option, but yep. a duty and obligation yeah and once you do it does not matter what happens you continue to persevere and that is the only way you will get there absolutely yeah if you just make it like optional blah, 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 whatever, problems are going to come up and they're gonna get hard <laughs> and you're gonna give up yeah if you keep going then yeah life is good i'm laughing because my my wife's she's listening to an audio over here yeah. And she's like covering her ears because of how loud I am. It's just like, oh <laughs> my gosh, you're I, so loud. I had, close, I had to close the door here. It's like, hey, yeah. it's her choice to be in here. You get fired <laughs> up, man. I know. It's good. It's good. You know? Well, yeah, the other thing I would say that with that too is my belief and my experience as well is even too is that, you know, is that God is really on our side. Yes. You know, sometimes people struggle with that as a belief, but it's like the truth of the matter is, uh, you know, God has created us with a desire to succeed, and, and that's part of, I believe, an overall purpose and plan, because there's more that's accomplished through succeeding uh, in terms of the overall purpose of our life. I mean, yes, we learn a ton through our failures, but that's temporary if we don't quit. And then as we achieve that success, I believe that God's hand is in it because we're able to effectuate more uh, blessing, change in other people's lives, including ours and all the people connected together with us. You know, my wife recently gave a talk at church and then she talked about this talk on our podcast statement, a millionaire, um, and how so many people, maybe they have faith in God, yeah. but they don't have faith in themselves. They don't have faith, um, 
that God has faith in them. Does that make yes. sense? Oh, for sure. And I think that's so important because a lot of times people will make a wish out to the universe or maybe say a prayer or whatever and then go off and do whatever. But if you don't have faith in yourself to take yeah. action and learn yeah. from your mistakes, you know, God is not going to just give you everything. He wants us to learn and grow. Absolutely. And, um, anyway, so that's, I, I, I totally agree with you. And, and I think that's an awesome perspective. So let's dive in now. Okay. So you went through the ups and downs and you did the yep. short self thing. Um, I want to hear where are you at now? What's happened in the last few years? What's your business like now? What are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, we, and again, with the, just becoming more strategic in the marketplace, we had, you know, discontinued the renovations, but then as the changes took place, uh, we began to implement more of the renovations that we had done from the background, kind of cherry picking the best, you know, best ones. And then with an intent to get, to expand on the level of rehabbing that we were doing. Uh, and then, so, you know, it, it, and that's evolved over the last probably three years, probably going back to 2012. So, coming up in, you know, three and a half, four years. So right now we're running about 20 rehab projects uh, underway, you know, being rehab. We've got probably about six construction teams, uh, contractors that are, you know, involved in those various different projects. And then we're looking at probably onboarding two to three more contractor teams. Um, You know, and it's so funny, um, I remember in 2005, I was at a Christmas party and I met a guy that was a rehabber and I was just starting, right? You know, with one or two little houses and I'm like, how many projects are you doing? He's like, dude, we're doing like 15 right now. And I'm thinking like, my God, how do you even do that? You know? And I'm, and I'm also thinking, man, I want to get to that place. Yep. And then here it is, you know, fast forward from the learning, the experience and the growth that I've went through 10 years later. And now I've exceeded past that place where I had that desire but it required a lot of action between 2005 and 2015 to get here, um, you know, and, uh, and a lot of learning as well. And I would say also people that have helped me by uh, other peers, such as yourself and others, and even mentors along the way. And that's so invaluable, learning from other people. And I like even the folks that are on the show right now listening to the podcast, that's so important to be able to take in information from people who are doing what you want to do. Uh, and that helped me to get where I'm at right now. And so it's really an exciting place. And we're, you know, we're set on expanding uh, from that as well where we're at right now. So let's uh, take the next five to eight minutes okay. and kind of drill you a little bit on you're having a ton of success right now in sure. in a market where a lot of people would say is fairly competitive and hard to buy houses and get deals. So yep. I love to just kind of dig in and see what people are doing to find success. Sure. How Absolutely. are you, what's your main acquisition focus right now? How are you buying these properties? Now you're in Tampa, Florida. Area, Tampa, correct? Florida. Yeah, Tampa, Florida. So definitely Pretty there's competitive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot of investors uh, here in this area. So, I mean, we have the benefit of our network of the people that we've developed over time uh, that bring us deals. We also still get deals uh, through uh, REO MLS. Uh, that's more competitive there, though, because again, You've got people that are just, you know, sometimes pay crazy money. Uh, like I had a house that was like uh, a guy brought to me for sixty nine grand, and it's like at best it was worth probably sixty five, just because you know it needed thirty eight grand worth of renovation. And then I told him, I said, dude, I can't do sixty nine. I could do sixty five. Somebody else come along and give the guy seventy five. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, so it's definitely competitive. But so 
we have that channel still yet MLS, uh, also some off-market stuff. And then we had done a lot with direct-to-seller with the short sale. And so we have resumed that focus, uh, just going after a different segment of the market uh, with sellers. Awesome. So direct-to-seller, you're doing like postcards, letters? Postcards, mailers. Yep, exactly. And so we're really ramping that up in January. We'll increase that even more. Uh, you know, that's going to be a more significant focus for us this year in 2016. Is your primary worth buying right now from other wholesalers, other investors? Wholesalers, MLS. uh, I also have another friend of mine that uh, has a large uh, hedge fund. And so they have a ton of properties coming into them that then, you know, stuff that he forecloses out, they send over to us as well to take a look at so that we can, you know, pick off of that, so to speak. It's all about networking, man. It is, you know. That's right. Buy most of my houses right now too, just from other yeah. people. The the relationships are key. I mean, that's where you know being integral in uh, your relationships and being who you are to do what you say is so huge because you develop the friendships and respect, integrity, and you know it just that opens up uh, you know a bigger net for things to come to you. I think sometimes people get too short sighted to focus on trying to make you know make this much money off this deal. And they may burn bridges with people versus, you know, uh, recognizing if you're in it for the long term, you want as many positive quality relationships as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What do you look for when you're trying to decide if you're going to purchase a home? Yeah, I mean, so we have, you know, probably a standard formula, you know, buying at 70 percent of ARV minus repairs. I mean, that's pretty standard for, for most of the people's focus. Uh, We want at least a quality neighborhood, idyllic three, two. We will do three ones if it's if it's you know commonplace in that neighborhood. You know what I mean. Uh, two twos as well if it's commonplace to that neighborhood. There is a solid buyer pool for it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, again, if we're in a three two neighborhood and you got a two one, that's really not an ideal traction. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I just turned down two today because it was a low end neighborhood and the price points were too high and you know so like the price was one hundred and seventy grand which for that kind of price as a retail price, there was a lot better other neighborhoods available, yep, yep. Um, you know, for the buyers to choose from. So I think you have to be cognizant and aware of what demographics and buyers you have because it's so important. Otherwise, I mean, hey, I still make a mistake here and there where, you know, we bought a house thinking we'd sell it for two and a quarter and it just didn't materialize and we end up selling it for, you know, 205 or, yeah. you know, something like that. And, and then again, I take and I step back from it. I try to learn. Well, what did I misjudge? Okay, I made a misjudgment about the bathroom where we should have done something differently with that layout. I made a misjudgment about the no garage, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I that, completely agree. And it's all about knowing your neighborhood. People ask me all the time, well, what would you buy? I'm like, it depends on the area. You know, what's selling in the area? How are you going to rehab? Depends on the area. Yep. You know, it's all yep. what it's all about. Um, you're managing a lot of rehabs right now. How are you? How are you able to manage that many rehabs? Well, and I probably about three months ago brought on a construction manager. Uh, I was running them myself in addition to the business. And so, you know, there's definitely a challenge to that just because uh, I was not as in touch to, you know, be on top of every project, every contractor every week. And if you don't do that, then the time frame start to slip out a little bit more. And so hired him about three months ago, and he'd had a ton of experience, probably did about 4,000 houses, new home construction plus remodeling. So, you know, he was able to hit the ground running uh, and then just kind of brought him in, acclimated him to our systems. Uh, And that's part of the key, too. And I know you're big on systems as well. Absolutely. Is 
is you got to have the right systems. And so it's like we've developed a system for the houses, a system for the finishes that we use, um, a system for the acquisition side. So that helped. Uh, and then now with his addition to the team, that's really, you know, he's he's really doing great with he's it. He's able to take those systems and run with it and now implement uh, the system, right? 100%. So I was able to give him the systems, walk with him through things. He was able to start taking and run with it. Now he and I are meeting once a week, wow. reviewing the progress on all the houses. I give him input or, you know, hey, call this guy. We've got this, you know, here's this ninja pool contractor, you know, look up in the database, that kind of stuff. How did you find this guy? Uh, I actually ran an ad uh, through ZipRecruiter and, you know, uh, you know, dealt out the ad of what we were looking for, what the metrics were. And, uh, you know, we actually got a, a good response from a good number of people. And then you just, did you do interviews or? Yeah, did interviews, you know, uh, then we did the disc tests on everybody as okay. well. The DISC, right? Yeah, DISC, correct. This profile test. Did that on, you know, the candidates that we narrowed down that had the, you know, we did a like a five-minute phone interview. Again, pre-scripted questions, so we're in and out and narrowed it down to probably three or four top candidates, brought them in for in-person interviews, disc test profile, checked all their references, you know, some of them look good on paper, but then, you know, they pass the five-minute phone interview and you meet them in person and it's like, eh, not so good, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, what were you looking for in the disc test for someone to, for a job like this? Yeah, the job like this, we wanted uh, some level of, uh, you know, higher D, not out of control, but, you know, just because you're dealing with contractors and you need to be able to be firm. Um, and then also in the uh, C arena, he had some good – detail orientation because again there's a lot of details with stuff uh so there was a combination of those uh two things uh in his particular profile that that really suited well i think for it um and you know he's doing well i I think that um you know one of the things i've had to also learn too is that everybody's different you know what i mean like i may approach things differently than him but as long as the person's getting the end result uh, and that sometimes is a struggle to let go of things. Yeah, a bit. You know what I mean, absolutely. Uh, so I've, I've had to, you know, be willing to do that and allow him the freedom to do certain things his way in dealing with a contractor. Maybe I would have dealt with it differently. I would have hammered the guy, you know, for the mistake or whatever. And he maybe takes a little bit different tact, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. It's, it's, it's hard to let go. That's one of entrepreneurs, probably their biggest challenge in building a business is letting go of some things. And yeah. Well, I think that if you're not willing to do like, so I made a decision way back in probably 2006. I remember driving uh, from my office back to the house. And it was just like this, again, this, you, you have these kind of moments at life. You were the, you're making decisions. Yep. And I was running around like the one man band, right? You know what I mean? And, you know, climbing around the attics, doing everything. And I was driving home and I'm like, you know what, either I'm going to build a business but I'm going to be a one-man band. Yeah. In that moment, I made a decision. I want to build a business. And so, you know, I've had to fight through some of those personal inner struggles to let go of certain things so that you can onboard team members and build something. And I hear so many people say, oh, well, it's hard. And I say, well, guess what? You want to be a millionaire? You want to be financially wealthy? Figure this out, and it'll happen. That's like, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah it's not easy. But if it's that not. is what you focus on day in and day out, you can and will make it happen. But recognize That's it's not going to be easy. But if you're willing to stick it through and create this game, I look at it as a game. You know, I'm creating this yeah. game. It's like 
so much fun to just like think of what you want to do and then go do it. And it's like, you're like, I don't know. You talking yeah. about God. It's like, you got to be like a co-creator almost. I hope that doesn't sound blasphemous. I'm not trying to, no. be. but like, you, you know, yeah. like it is. Well, then that's the truth. It's like that, that you have the opportunity to create that. And that's part of even too, I would say it's like an injunction that God's given us. He's given dominion over yeah. this earth yeah. so that we're supposed to go out and create this life uh, with his help. And it's like, the, the, the challenge is so many people do think, well, it should be easy. And that's kind of the culture we live in. And the truth is that it's not. There's it's not. challenges. There's obstacles. Yes. Those are all part of the hurdles that cause us to grow. Preach it, Brother Randy. That's it, man. <laughs> well, it's the truth. And, you know, it's, there's so much, especially in the space of Internet and what we see in social media, that people take away a perception like that things should be easy. Yeah. And I appreciate, like, Grant Cardone, too, like you are yes. saying on 10X. He's like, man, he's preaching it. Like, dude, you put 10 times the effort yes. into it. Get off your butt. Make it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he says plan on everything being 10 times harder than what you think it's going to be because it's going yeah. to be. Absolutely. I don't know any overnight successes. Do you? I mean, <gasps> yeah. Like, true it, ones that, that no. they might claim to be or think people might think they are, but they yeah. don't know all the background. They don't know that what they went through. Years getting to the overnight success. Yeah, Exactly. It's great. Well, you know, it's funny, like we're at the beach this weekend at our place and family over went out boating and stuff like that. And, you know, people will see that and they think, boy, he's got it easy. Yes. And it's like, but you know what? I don't, they don't often see the other challenges and pressures and challenges and problems and things that you have to overcome and obstacles you got to achieve to make that happen. That's just part of it, you know? And so even to the folks that are listening, where sometimes it's hard to take that first step. It's hard to join a mentoring program. It's hard to buy your first deal. It's like, you know what? You've got to overcome that so that you can get to the place of your desires, so you can get to a place of becoming financially free. I mean, that's part of the journey for all of us. Yeah. My wife and I, we also have people tell us how lucky we are, and we're like, huh, <laughs> I never looked at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel blessed and lucky and fortunate that, you know, God has given me the the whatever to push through the struggles, but it's not like it's the actions that we've taken and the struggles sure. and the ups and downs. And I feel like if anyone would be willing to do the same thing and take this quote unquote risk, I guess I don't really look at it as a risk. So I look at it no. as more of a just the, the doing the right actions, surrounding yourself with the right people, taking and continuing down the consistent and persistent path over a long period of time. And ultimately, you're going to achieve the same level of success as me or Randy or anybody else. Absolutely. That's the truth, brother. That's the truth. Good stuff, Randy. So, um, okay, let's kind of wrap this up here. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your, your podcast. I love that you're doing a podcast called The Real Estate Preacher because, you know what, that's you, you know? And mm-hmm. it's so cool, like, that you're willing to be you. And I, and I love that about it. I love when people are genuine and willing to be raw and authentic and not try to hide who they are. You are like the real estate preacher. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little more about this podcast and, and what you're trying to do with it. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the podcast, it really is. I mean, it is who I am. Uh, the, the podcast is going to be focused on uh, providing spiritual truths, mental truths, and real estate strategies. Because I think that you know, there are certain elements where people don't have maybe the right thought processes going. Like you said earlier, that people maybe don't believe in themselves. You can have faith in God, but if you don't have faith in yourself, you're missing a key component. So on a weekly basis, we're injecting that kind of mindset transformation into the podcast as well. Uh, and then even, too, on a spiritual basis, there is spiritual elements because I think without question we are spiritual beings 
whether you have uh, this you know, great belief in God or not, the truth of the matter is most people have some kind of concept of, uh, of spirit. And so as you develop that spiritual side of your life, you begin to see that in all that you do. And so there's going to be parts of that on a weekly basis. And then actual step-by-step strategies and systems that I use every single day to be able to, to, to do what we're doing, you know, just like what we're talking about. So, you know, my goal is to be able to really provide people uh, an avenue where they can just understand, overcome some of the obstacles that they may have personally or mentally, uh, and be able to then have the right executions to be able to really move forward into real estate and to start gaining financial freedom. So that's really the intent, and that's what I believe we're delivering and uh, really excited about it. Awesome. So I mean, the podcast is um, just a part of a, a bigger overall platform. Is the podcast the first part you're implementing? The, yeah, the podcast is the first part of okay, it. Cool. Yep, correct. So that then, uh, you know, probably uh, three to four months out, we're working on developing a, a platform. The website will be up here probably in the next two weeks. And then uh, we will then provide uh, a mentoring type program to really help people uh, mentally, spiritually, and specifically focused on executing to start working in the real estate arena and get their first deal or go from one deal to five deals and awesome. really and start. You were, you were rec- up until recently, you were literally a preacher, right? You just recently Correct. retired. Yeah, yeah. I've, been a, I've been an actual pastor, ordained pastor for, uh, gosh, since 1999. And we founded a church out here uh, north of Tampa, uh, pastored that, uh, that was probably 10 years ago, and it was just this May that I stepped down from that to really start and launch The Real Estate Preacher, because I believe that there's a whole uh, gamut of people out there that uh, God really wants me to help them gain a pathway to financial freedom and a greater freedom for their overall life, and so I stepped down from the church to begin to pursue this element on this side of things. To reach people in a different way, that's super cool. Love it, man. <laughs> love it, love it. Yes, sir. Randy, you're a you're a stud, man. It was great chatting with you. Anything else you want to leave with the uh, House Flipping HQ crew before yeah. we say check well. Check us out uh, on uh, iTunes, our podcast, or we're on Facebook, The Real Estate Preacher. That's right. I'm sorry. I didn't even tell them where to go. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. Uh, TheRealEstatePreacher.org is the website. Okay. And then Facebook, The Real Estate Preacher page will come up. And then, uh, of course, on iTunes, The Real Estate Preacher, just boom, search for it. It pops right up. Awesome. So go check out Randy. One last final word of advice to anyone who is looking to get into this real estate business or to grow their current business. Yeah, I I would say that action is key. Believe in yourself. You can do it. I mean, your biggest hindrance is the the space between your ears where you disbelieve. If it's possible for Justin and it's possible for me, it's absolutely possible for you. Especially if it's possible for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. That's super true. I totally agree. I think it's all a mind game, really. I mean, the the content's there. Information age, right? No excuses. No excuses. If you don't think you can do it, analyze why that is. And it's really all in your head. So, anyway. Okay, Randy, you're the man. Thank you, brother. You're the man. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you as well. And we will be in touch, my friend. All right. Sounds good, man. You have an awesome day today. God bless. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Ho, ho, ho. All right, guys. So this is Justin Claus here. Uh, It's Christmas time. And during Christmas, we all like gifts. And we like to give gifts. So this is what we're going to do. I got a special gift for you. But I want a special gift 
from you. Um, so we have been doing the Housewing at HQ podcast for over two years now. And just a few months ago, we started the 8-Minute Millionaire podcast, 8MinuteMillionaire.com. And we have thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners between those two podcasts. And on iTunes, we have a good amount of ratings and reviews, but not as many as uh, we should. And I was thinking, I was like, why don't more people rate and review our podcast? It really helps us out. You know, we give them all this great content. It helps us, gets us more exposure, helps other people. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know, I don't rate and review most podcasts either. It's like I'm busy. I'm at the gym. I'm driving. And I just don't think about it at the moment. So I thought, okay. But if someone gave me something, give me something to like push me over the edge, I would do it, especially for the ones that I love to listen to. So here's the deal. Uh, we're going to do an exchange for you. I recently recorded um, a a training I did with my good friend Tim Mai. And Tim charges thirty-five dollars to $100,000 for his coaching students to be a part of his mastermind group. And... As one of the trainings, they had me come on. I did a, um, I recorded from my home, and they were all live listening to this, and they could ask me questions. Really cool, really advanced technologically, technologically wise, further than I something I'm really not capable of doing, right? But I did record that on my end, and the reviews from that, Tim said, were off the charts. People said it was one of their favorite trainings I've ever had. So here's the deal. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I want to give that to you for free. Right, these guys paid a lot of money to get that. You don't have to pay anything. You know, probably, you know, whatever. If you put a put a price tag on it, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, few hundred. I mean, these guys paid tens of thousands of dollars, right, to be a part of this program. So, what I'm going to do is, I want to give that to you for free, but I want you to do something for me as well. Okay, so you might call us a bribe, you might call it whatever, but here's the deal: this is what I want. I want you to go into iTunes and rate and review if you have not yet done so the House Flipping HQ podcast. If you like it, hopefully, you know, we get a five-star review. Um, leave a review and then a five-star rating, I should say. And then I also want you to go on to Amen a Millionaire. If you have not yet subscribed to Amen a Millionaire, you really should because it really corresponds with a lot of the things that I love to talk about on House Flipping HQ. So go to Amen a Millionaire to subscribe for that podcast. You can find it in iTunes. You can find it on the website, amenamillionaire.com and leave us a rating and review for that as well. Uh, some quick links you can check out is you can go to housewhippinghq.com slash podcast to rate and review the podcast there, or you can go to 8minutemillionaire.com slash review to rate and review that podcast on there, or you can find both of them on iTunes, or you can just go to the websites and whatever, right? So that's how this is going to work. Um, if you do that, if you rate and review both of those for me, I'll greatly appreciate it. I'll appreciate you, which I already do appreciate you, uh, but then shoot Kyle an email at kyle at houseflippinghq.com and just copy and paste the username that you have for when you do a rating and review. And let them know, hey, I rated and review both the shows. Here's my username thing. And he will shoot you over that free gift, um, which was over an hour long of the absolute best information I could deliver. Tons of great questions. Um, and we'll get that right over to you. So um, hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, let us know. Reach out to Kyle at housewhippinghq.com and let's do this exchange, all right? So I'd really appreciate you guys doing that for me and I'm happy to give you something in return and just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Hope you guys are all having a great holiday season and we will see you on the flip side. This has been the House Flipping HQ Podcast. 
your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.